You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast, part of the Passion Podcast Network. Just as promised, sin led to death. And so when Paul comes around with this idea, he's not coming up with a new idea. It's it's the heartbeat of the story. In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, there's a passage there. You may be familiar with it. In, in this moment, God's making an offer to the people. And this is what he says. You don't have to turn there. Let me just read it for you. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, 11, it says, now, now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It's not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. Nor is what I'm offering to you beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may hear it. No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. And that's what I love about the gospel today. You don't have to figure out how to get up into heaven to have a conversation with the angels so you can understand what God is offering you. You don't need to pay a psychic. You don't need to to read a horoscope. You don't need to get somebody else's advice. You don't have to go on a spiritual pilgrimage because Jesus already has been on a spiritual pilgrimage. He left heaven and came to planet earth so that the message would be clear. So you don't have to go out somewhere to get the message. The message came near to us. He said, you don't have to cross the ocean to get this message. This message has already crossed heaven to earth. He said, no, the word is very near to you. Do you understand that today? The word of God is very near to you. He says in verse 15, still in Deuteronomy 30, see, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in obedience and to keep his commandments, his decrees and his laws. And then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you're not obedient, and if you're drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you that this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And then here comes God in the cheering section. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers Abraham Isaac and Jacob so Genesis 3 life and death Deuteronomy God coming to the people of Israel as they're about to enter into the promised land that he was leading them to life and death and all through scripture it's life and it's death it's life and it's death it's life and it's death it, that's the, the simplicity and the clarity of the offer that God is making to you and me and God is always coming to the voice of his spirit saying oh sin leads to death but Jesus brings life choose life choose life 
Because there's no middle ground. There is no third option. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm not, no, no, I I definitely don't want sin that leads to death. And I'm not sure if I'm really ready to to choose Jesus to bring me to life. So I'm going to sort of pick a middle ground. There is no middle ground. It's either life or death. And that's where we all are today. We are dead or alive in the building today. And what he's saying to the Ephesians is before Christ, let's remember what was going on. You were dead. And look how he describes it. You were dead in your transgressions and sins, verse two, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of Wrath. Look at the phrases here. He's saying, as for you, all of us, like the rest. Do you see how encompassing the message of the gospel is? So there are no degrees of good. There are no degrees of, well, I'm not as bad as that other person. No, we're all dead and we're all on equal footing. Death is an equal opportunity problem for every single person who experiences it. And so he's saying, all of us, all of you, All of us, like the rest, and here comes the phrase today that I'm so excited to proclaim today, because this gets knocked and, you know, people want to rise up around what I'm about to say, but all of us, like the rest, we were objects of God's wrath. I'm going to say this calmly, because I think whenever, whenever we hear the word wrath, we expect somebody to start, you know, jumping up on top of the pulpit and ripping their scarf out of their, you know, suit pocket and, you know, starting to wave down hellfire and damnation on everybody. And you can really talk about the wrath of God in in a very clear and reasonable way. And he's saying, sin leads to death. So if you're still in sin, you're dead. And that's a problem. Being dead is a problem. For lots of reasons. You can't help yourself. I mean, when you're dead, and and I I say this in sensitivity because some of you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and I get that. We're celebrating the anniversary of my mom's not too far back death this past week, and so I understand all of that, but so I'm not trying to be callous in saying this or insensitive, but, but when you're dead, only two things can happen to you. In fact, only two things do happen to you when you're dead. You have two things to look forward to when you're dead, just two things. That is that, that people will dress you up, and put you in a hole in the ground. That's all that happens to dead people. That's it. When you're dead, it's a problem. Because the only two things that happen to you once you're dead is that they will dress us up and put us in a hole in the ground and bury us. That's death. And that's that deceiving voice that said, oh, you won't die. No, no, you will die. And when you're dead, they may put nice clothes on you, but at the end of the day, they're going to put you in a hole in the ground and the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so what he would love to do more than anything else in our lives, given that we were made in the very image of God and made as image bearers of God's glory and made as objects of God's love. He would love to do nothing less than to bury you and to bury me. 
So death is a problem. But death is also a problem because death keeps us on the firing range of the wrath of God. And in our sin and in our death, we have a bullseye on us so that when the wrath of God is poured out against all sin and all unrighteousness and all ungodliness and all of flesh, that that wrath will be looking for us because we are still in sin, spiritually dead, which just means separated from God. And we are, as Paul said, or we were, talking to these Ephesians who are believers in Jesus, we were by nature nature, objects of wrath. So here's the thing that I want, I'm so glad you came today to hear this. You probably innately already knew it, but I'm so, so, so glad you came today to hear it, that at the end of the day, the wrath of God is going to obliterate all sin. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.